It's almost ritual at this point. Coffee, that bitter cup of bean juice. Given the closing of cafes around the globe, many are left with takeout or delivery as their only streams of business. But what if your coffee company skirted the whole cafe system altogether? Instead, opting to focus on supplying the best beans to businesses and live events. Ryan Spacavento, the founder of Coffee on Q, saw the opportunity for this underserved market of coffee drinkers. However, as companies closed their doors and events locked their gates, Ryan saw his business grind to a halt. So to save the company, he had to, essentially, start a whole new one. Ryan tells me about how he pivoted to online sales and virtual event distribution. So go ahead and pour yourself that flat white, Americano, or macchiato? Look at you! Ryan's story is an inspiring one of resilience in a time of uncertainty. I'm Megan Keeney Anderson, and this is The Growth Show. I'd like to start off with coffee is just my favorite topic whatsoever. <laughs> I'm incredibly passionate about a good cup of coffee in the morning. How are you today getting up in quarantine, making coffee in the morning? So for, for me, I mean, coffee is a definite passion point of mine as well. Yeah. My home setup has gotten a little bit better since we've been in quarantine. I will say I have pillaged a little bit from our event coffee machines and we do have a Fair pretty enough. pretty boss setup downstairs. Are you an espresso guy? Are you a slow drip? What's your move? Uh, definitely espresso. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about Coffee on Q. So we, we're a, an event coffee company. We take the kind of coffee you would expect to get from an amazing specialty cafe. Uh, and then we, we deliver that at events. So if you think about conferences or trade shows or brand activations, it's something that's certainly really popular here in Australia, which is to pair great coffee at events. And it's something that brings people together. So we've, we've been building that business now for the last six and a half years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's, it's been really fun. I got into the business because I was somebody who worked in a corporate job and I had a, I had a normal nine to five and I made a transition into hospitality because I was just missing the human connection that, that a lot of folks get when, when you go and you have, I suppose, a hospitality experience. So for for me, starting the queue was, was a blend of a few loves, which was banter and just having having good chats with with people, uh, and, Fair <laughs> and 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 making coffee on the daily. So that was that's kind of what kicked it off. Yeah, and I mean, events and conferences are are not typically known for their exceptional coffee. So I would imagine the pain point there was pretty real too. Definitely, definitely. Whenever anybody asks me to introduce what we do in a group setting, like I was I was doing like a group class uh, a few months back and and I was asked the same same question and and the default response I go to is usually you can ask a group of Australians hey has anyone ever had a really bad coffee at an event and and most of the time (laughs) you'll get 80 percent of their people will put their hand up so and and my direct easily (laughs) exactly so my direct response is and that's exactly what we don't do the conferencing space is you're right it's not something that typically goes with great coffee. So yeah, it proved as an opportunity for us. Yeah. So, all right, take me back to the beginning of 2020. What was the year shaping up to be for Coffee on Q? Bluntly, the biggest ever. So we, uh. <laughs> which is great, right? It, Said it, with a sigh. Yeah. We were building with some huge momentum. Yeah. For the last three years, we've grown with 40% compounding year on year growth. I'm just 
super, super grateful for that. I've been building an amazing team of people passionate about coffee, passionate about operations, passionate about marketing, passionate about sales. We were set to do our biggest quarter ever in calendar Q1 um, of this year. So we had the Amazon Global Web Services Summit lined up at the Sydney Convention Center. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So so that was our second year at doing that. And we were going to have 16 coffee carts, 32 baristas, three runners, and we're going to serve a half a ton of coffee in three days. So that was huge. And then we obviously had a lot of other big events with Salesforce and a couple of other bigger tech companies lined up to to do some really cool stuff. But when uh, when COVID hit uh, Australia, times. we were. I think the events industry is probably one of the first to to really feel it, especially folks who in the events industry who had international clients. Yeah. So so. In that moment, when businesses and events were ordered to close worldwide in countries all over, can you remember hearing that news? And what were your first thoughts? <laughs> um, I think we it was a little bit of the writing on the wall a touch before that, Megan. I remember we, I went to Brisbane in, in the north of Australia. And we were actually looking at setting up a third state at the beginning of this year. So we've got our business in two states and we're thinking about growing into, the, into a third. And so I came back from a bit of a research trip and it was my sales guy who was calling me saying, listen, I've got a couple of our clients who are letting us know that, you know, they're actually asking, what's, what's our cancellation policy? Uh, mm. so, so that would have been around about mid-Feb mid and um, coming back in the airport, <laughs> hearing uh, some customers just priming us for what might be around the corner I think was yeah. was was the moment my heart started to started to sink. So they were basically the leading indicators for you in all of this. Definitely, definitely. We sat down with the agency partners who were running the Amazon event, and we we were running week weekly sprints um, on the deliverables leading up to the to the big event that we were doing for for those guys. And in the back of our back of the conversations was always, so what's the communication like? Are we looking good to go? And what's our time frame in terms of indicating if we're, if we're looking to pause? So those conversations were really smooth. And, and then obviously um, with the government announcements and as you guys know, what's happened all over the world, yeah. bringing large groups of people together is just not conducive and not safe at the moment. So I suppose after that phone call on the way back from Brisbane, we started to see a lot of our clients starting to say, hey, we're going to put things on pause Hey, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna start to get refunds. Hey, um, we're not sure we're gonna run events. Hey, we might talk to you next year. Wow. Was it scary? Like, did you have time to be afraid, or was it just things happening too fast? I think that it was a little soul crushing. I'll, I'll, I will say that. I think once you come to the point where I, I started to accept that things were not going to be as they were planned. That, yeah. that really allowed me to, to lean into what's next, right? And I think the hardest thing when you're running a business is that when you hire people, you make them a promise and you bring them on and you set a picture for what the vision is going to be and, and how you're going to get there together. And when you have yeah. so much uncertainty for the person who needs to have probably the most certainty um, in a business being the leader, I think that is the most hard thing to do is to really communicate what is the path ahead and how do I set expectations through a moment where I don't really understand maybe what the full yeah. challenge is? Yeah, so the, the, the situation is changing all around you. You've got a team of people reliant on you or at least looking to you for that direction. Mm-hmm. How do you begin to wrap your head around 
what you needed to do with the business? Um, a lot of walking outside. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. With. A lot of a lot of deep, deep breaths. A lot of yeah. deep breaths. Absolutely. <laughs> Think you know the what's the saying? You're the sum of the top five people that you hang around. I've made it a. I suppose, a, a habit of mine to, to hang around or to, to seek advice from people that I really respect and love and, and, and look up to. So I suppose one of the ways to, that, I re- that really helped me to, to maybe navigate through and to, and to help me see maybe what was around the corner was, was leaning into the networks yeah. of people that I had. So that was a big one. Um, we, we had to think of a war plan, essentially. And I think everybody in, in, in most industries, as this was starting to unfold, would have been doing something similar, being going behind closed doors and getting a whiteboard and talking about what the phase plan might be. Yeah. So, so how do we decide what to do? It was, it was really a three-phased approach. So once I got my head together and continued to keep it together, it was really around, I suppose, a couple of core steps. And the first one was to, was to assess the damage um, and, and, right. really, and really pull together. We did it. It was just so simple. We did a spreadsheet. I was like, all right, cool. What's going ahead? What's not going ahead? What's a maybe? How much cash are we popping back into people's bank accounts and how much are we hanging on to? Yeah. That was a scary, that was, I suppose, a, a pretty eye-opening um, piece. And I think, you know, we'd lost around about 400K in revenue um, in the space of two weeks. Wow. Um, so, so that was, I suppose, stage one, yeah. The next thing you do is you plug your holes in cash. If you imagine like we were a ship and we had a, a bunch of holes in, in it, we'd been hit, um, we had to plug those holes as quickly as possible. So that was, I think, the thing that gave us the most certainty because in a, in a small to medium enterprise on any business, if you don't have any cash, you don't exist. Um, exactly. So, so we really had to do that quickly. And I think that acting swiftly on, in doing that and knowing that there wasn't certainty, I had to make some hard decisions. We let go of seven people in 90 minutes, um, which wow, is... that's hard. It's heartbreaking, but it's, it's what was necessary. And then to everybody else who remains, let them know that things are, are, are good. Those guys are safe right. because, you know, if, we, if I had have taken a staggered approach and started to exit some people from the business through a, a staggered formation, there was a risk there that, and which was brought to my attention that there could be a lot of uncertainty and a lot of, I suppose, tension from folks who might be thinking, am I next? Yeah, you're operating from a place of fear then, so you're not doing your best work. Makes sense. Correct. All right, so ultimately, you ended up shifting what was an entirely event-driven business to online sales. Can you tell me about that transition? Sure. Well, as you know, we had this big event with Amazon, right? And yeah. that, that required... Um, a half ton of coffee. So when you roast coffee, um, which is an, a part of our business, you lose 15% of that in, um, in moisture. So it's roasted product, right? So, so we'd ordered um, 750 kilos, but it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we had um, some pallets full of coffee and no one to sell it to essentially because we didn't have any event revenue guaranteed. So I had a bit of a moment where I just got really frustrated on a Sunday afternoon. I was like, you know what? We, we'd been researching how to retail our coffee and how to take it online. And we've always said to ourselves, well, we should really be doing a value add. We should be sharing pe- with people our coffee. We, people have always come up to the car and said, hey, I really like this. You know, can I grab it online? I'm like, nope, it's just at events. So I, I just went stuff it. You know what? Let's just see what it takes to sell the coffee online. So I, I suppose the catalyst for it was um, 
you know, you either do things to avoid pain or to create pleasure, right? And this one was to avoid pain. They avoid the pain of going under. So I went into the, yeah. went into the office Sunday afternoon. I took my dog, Fred. We sat in there. <laughs> I cracked a beer. I launched our website. Yep. And um, within two and a half hours, I'd done the, the MVP, right? It was, the, it was four products, which are all um, stock photography we'd taken a couple of months prior. Popped it up onto our okay. website. Um, I, I put some rock bottom, like amazing pricing on there that you just would not be able to get anywhere else. And, um, and I put a, a really heartfelt message out on, into our social networks, um, just letting them know, listen, this is my team. This is how big we are now. This is how much coffee we have. If you'd love to support a small business, this is a rocking, this is a rocking offering. Um, jump on. And that's kind of what kicked yeah. it off. Wow. I mean, you're, what you're essentially talking about is rebooting an entire business in the matter of a few hours. <laughs> yeah, I think the, it, we, we have the same logo, the same team, but a whole brand new business. That's, that's probably an, an accurate way to look at it. Can you imagine if, you know, it sounds like you've done a little bit of research into retail and um, this kind of perhaps is like a second arm to your business in the future. Can you imagine how long that would have taken if there weren't such pressure on you in the moment, if it had sort of just been a elongated uh, expansion strategy? It, it would have been a slow burn. I think that's the that's the best analogy for it. This has given us a great kick in the butt. Um, and one that I think in the long term, I'm, I'm, I'm quite confident we'll be positive about because we'll have yeah. used this time in an effective way to grow another line of revenue in the business and to serve our customers in a different way. Yeah. What has the response been like? You put out that heartfelt message. How quickly did you hear back? Within minutes. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I, I look, I was, um, I was, ex I was elated and, um, it's got to feel good. Yeah, I'm getting goosebumps here telling you about it now. So I popped that message out. It went on LinkedIn, went on my Instagram, and I put it on my Facebook. And I just, just on my personal networks, right? So just people that I know or connections that I've made with people over the years. And um, within the first eight minutes, I had a transaction. And then it just it just kind of steamrolled from there. And it was folks who, like, people who I, I, I made connections with but really just jump behind us and it just kind of built momentum immediately I was yeah I'm getting a little bit lost thinking about it it's a little bit I'm just visualizing the selfie I took two days later when we had the two tables lined full of packages <laughs> um, yeah. yeah so it got going quickly yeah but I'd say I'd say now's the time to test stuff now's the time to look at your marketing approach now's the time to revisit are my personas the same Now's the time to look at, is what I'm selling still relevant? Is there anything else in my kit bag that I could be doing that's a service, that's a, another product? Is there something at a lower price point that might be of interest? And for the same approach, is there something at a much higher price point that would be of interest to the market now maybe or as things settle? One of the things that we're doing is this virtual events offering, and I never thought we'd do this, but it's imagine you want to go to a, uh, an event and if you're an Australian, you expect good coffee. Maybe not, <laughs> maybe not everywhere, but definitely here. So, sure, yeah. So, how do we get good coffee to people when they're going to be dialing into a to a Zoom? Well, we've done this little kit where you order it and it comes delivered. It's beautifully packaged, and you can make oh, your that's own. So smart. You can make your own little coffee at at home, or you know, in wherever you're working from, and then. I join everybody for a live Zoom and teach you one to one or one to many how, how to do that. So, how do you really boil down that core?
core service, that core piece of value delivering to your clients and how do you repurpose that? Or is there something that's complementary to what you're doing that you haven't already thought of? Or is there a business that is, I suppose, doing something similar where you could do a JV, you know, joint venture where you can share customers or share information? So I think this is the time to think creatively because we have the time now. That's right. Nothing but it. How often do you think about revising this new approach and refining it? Every day. <laughs> Every day. You got you got some fire under you right now. Yeah, you 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 got some drive. Uh, I I look, I what's what's getting me out of bed at at the moment is is the fact that I'm I'm I think maybe in my in the thing that I love doing most, which is creating things and solving problems and and building new stuff and yeah. One one of the one of the blessings about about this situation is that we built okay we built a really great reputable coffee cart service and and when you get into a business and you know I think every founder starts a business with a little bit of how do you say it maybe a little bit of bravado um, and maybe yeah. being a little bit overconfident about what you can achieve in in a short time and um, and I suppose we we got to a state of okay, we grew, we scaled and, and we started to refine our systems and put the right people in place in, in order to grow that business and, and, to, and to really just sustain it. And now I'm back yeah. into that, okay, scramble mode. What are we doing? How are we going to create this product? How, what's it going to look like? What does the funnel look like? What are people saying about it? How do we get momentum on it? Let's get the first hundred customers. I'm back in that zone where yeah. maybe I just love it. Well, so pain is a powerful motivator, but it's also a lot to deal with. And so as someone who's leading a company right now and you're thinking about your customers and your employees and your future and your fiance, what would you say you've struggled the most with? Um, and how do you handle that while also handling just the basic machinations of surviving this from a business standpoint? I'll say firstly that it's not been it's not been rosy, and you know we're we're having this chat now, and I'm reflecting on the things that we've achieved, and obviously through the moments where we've created stuff and we've had to get creative, and that's been super fun, right? But along the mm-hmm. way, it's been extremely challenging. I've been with my fiance now for four and a bit years, and one of the things that brings us together is the, the fact that we both have our own challenges with mental health. I think one of the interesting things has been simultaneously going through a mental health challenge yeah and, and, and with with each other in in our own personal journey and then having to jump on top and um i suppose and and manage the company and everybody else's expectations at the same time it's been extremely challenging and if you think back to pre to pre all of this lockdown and you know for people listening I'm sure that your routine is extremely different to what it would have been, right? Right. You know, for me, I've got my dog, I've got my fiance, and I've got my gym, which has been my salvation. It's been my place of of letting go. And it's been the, the thing that um, I go to a space and I'm told what to do. And it's and <laughs> by my personal trainer. Empty, yeah. <laughs> it's the only place that I really submit. And I'm like, all right, True here escape. we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we've had And to, that's gone. Yep, definitely. So and and so is the money to pay for that. So, so you know, in, in order to save the both of our mental health, we've been habitually creating habits, right? So we've um, we've been going to walks on the beach. I do I do a thing called a head unpack, where if things get so so frustrating for me, and 
it's my way of getting my um, all of the, the crap really into one place. So I do an egg timer. It's 18 minutes. That seems to be the formula for me. I get a Google spreadsheet. I open up a new spreadsheet and I just line by line write down everything that's frustrating me money to pay the bills for um, next quarter, the fact that some of the banks haven't come back to us and put our loans on pause, talking Mm. to our real estate agent and getting some rent relief. It might be we've got to create um, our first marketing funnel for the subscription service we're about to launch. The thing that Katie said to me the other night, (laughs) I haven't called my mom in the last three weeks. All right, cool. So I just go line by line, smash, 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 smash. And then what I do, I just put a D next to anything I can delegate and then I go through and I prioritize things one to one to however many, sometimes longer. Oh, that's smart. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. So that becomes my, my head unpack. And then the thing that I suppose has helped a little bit more is, is to actually bring that home and say, this is what I did today. This is some of the stuff that's frustrating me. And, and being ferociously honest in the communication with, with her has been, yeah, really, really helpful. Yeah. And, yeah, as a good format. I think that's so unique because so often in normal times and you know, completely amplified in in times like these, it's really hard to unpack and unravel the the just general feeling of anxiety or sadness or what what have you. Yeah, you can't tell what's work related versus home related versus you know your own direction and life uh, related. And so, I think having a tool like that to start to pull on the threads and decide like is it really that everything is wrong or is it just this one very acute thing that's hidden beneath a dozen other things? <laughs> Definitely. And how do you handle that? So in kind of unpacking your own bricks over the last uh, few months, what's the most important thing that you feel like you learned about yourself as a leader? I've learned what my strengths are. And one of them is to be, is my resilience and to maybe not listen to the fear that I'm feeling in order to find all of the answers. Definitely it's a driver and it's definitely something that gets me going. One of the things I've learned about myself is that I really love starting things and I really love building things and I really love going through that challenge of setting stuff up and testing it and then seeing what works. And I love, I I think the thing that I've learned is to maybe allocate some time for myself to, to force sure. myself yeah. into a, a piece of time that is extremely focused on building something from scratch and solving new challenges because right. that kind of innovation is really what's got me excited again. <laughs> All right, Ryan, thank you so much. Final ask, how can people sign up for coffee deliveries? Uh, it's so simple. Um, if you head to store.coffeeonq.com.au, um, you can check it out. We've also just launched our new subscription service, Um, which is at the top there as well. So it's um, great coffee delivered, 20% less than the rest of the market. So no middleman there. There you go. All right, Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time. Pleasure. Thanks so much, Megan. Today's episode was written and produced by Matthew Brown. Editing help came from Isis Madrid and music by Tyler Litwin and Synchronize. If you're a fan of the show, which, hi, of course you are, right? You can follow us on Twitter at The Gross Show or send us a note to hello at thegrossshow.com. I always love hearing from you. Until next time, I'm Megan Keeney-Anderson and thanks for listening. Listening.